Most of us this afternoon talking about two things. The staggering heat and humidity and a possible federal election. An election call expected any day, but turning up the heat on Justin Trudeau is NDP leader Jagmeet Singh. He has written to the Prime Minister asking him not, not to call a snap election. And Jagmeet Singh joins us right here, right now on Global News Radio. Mr. Singh, good afternoon. Appreciate your time. Good afternoon. Great to be here. All right. Tell us a bit more, if you can, about this letter that you sent, uh, I take it, yesterday to the Prime Minister. Uh, What was your message to Justin Trudeau? Well, I want to just call out that uh, if Justin Trudeau wants to actually deliver the help that he talks about all the time, then let's go back to Ottawa and do it. He talks about the fact that he couldn't get some legislation passed and that's his excuse for an election. And I'm calling his bluff on that. If he wants to actually bring in changes that people need, if we want to tackle the opiate crisis, which is a serious crisis that hasn't gone away because of the pandemic. It's still here, in fact, probably a lot worse. We can go back to Ottawa and do the work necessary to get people to help. That should be our priority. There's a fourth wave that might, might hit. People are worried about that. People are worried about a number of things. Let's, instead of having an election where we'll not be able to deliver help for people for a month or more, let's focus on getting people the help they need. All right. Uh, you mentioned that fourth wave, Mr. Singh, and I've talked to a doctors who believe we're at the beginning of that already, that it's already started in certain parts of the country. So if our prime minister calls an election, would you call that political opportunism and in the midst of a pandemic? Uh, I would say it's the wrong thing to do. And, and to the point of opportunism, there's only one reason that Justin Trudeau is calling this election, and it's for power. And some folks might say, well, that's, that's normal. Governments want power. I would say this is not normal times. We're in a pandemic. Shouldn't the priority be what's in the best interest of Canadians? And Justin Trudeau claims that he wants to bring in changes to help the environment. Well, so far on the environment, it seems like he's been a lot of talk and not a lot of action. We want to create good jobs by fighting the climate crisis and creating those opportunities that will help people get good work, longstanding work, and help protect our planet. We can do that. We know that we've got to invest in healthcare. Healthcare is something... That's top of mind, a big concern for people in this pandemic. Let's make those investments. Let's do the work that Justin Trudeau often talks about, but then doesn't deliver. I'm saying let's go back to, go back to Ottawa and do that work now. We've seen in this pandemic when, when we've been able to push and fight, we've been able to get more help to more people. And when Trudeau wants Parliament to work, he's teamed up with the Conservatives to pass legislation or to vote against legislation that hurts people. He's shown that Parliament does work. We want to make it work for people, though. Okay, you talk about Parliament working. The Prime Minister has recently called the House obstructionist and toxic. Would you agree with that assessment? Not at all. And I've got some real concrete examples. You know, we put forward measures to bring forward pharmacare, something that he campaigned on. He teamed up with the Conservatives to vote against it. We brought in measures to say, why don't we tax the ultra-rich, something that Canadians believe. Companies like Amazon that made record profits in this pandemic pay virtually no taxes in Canada. Let's fix that and make sure that they pay their fair share. He voted against that, teaming up with the, the Conservatives there. But when we fought hard and we pushed them, we were able to get more serve out to people, doubling the amount that he initially promised. So more people were able to keep food on the table and stay in their homes and pay their bills. We were able to increase the wage subsidy. He started at 10%. We fought to increase it to 75 We were able to get paid sick leave moving forward at the federal level, albeit you know, not as good as we'd like it to be, but we were still, still able to push it forward. And we were able to get help for students who were not covered by CERB. We were able to get help to people in this pandemic. We were able to push and fight. And he calls negotiation obstruction. We fought to get more help, and we're not apologetic about that. We were able to deliver more than what the Liberals would have done. That's what Canadians expect us to do. 
that in no way means that Parliament doesn't work. In fact, it's working as Canadians wanted to, with us pushing to get more help to people. Well, I was about to follow up and ask you, what is the difference between being an obstructionist and having to be, I guess, a deal maker, working collaboratively and together in what is right now a minority government situation? And is it your feeling, again, that the Prime Minister and the Liberal government is tired of that, being in a minority situation? And if an election is called in the next day or two, it's nothing more than a power play or a power grab? It is absolutely a power grab. There is no other reason for it. We've been able to get help. We've been able to deliver programs to people. People have been better off because New Democrats have been there to fight, to push the Liberals to do more. And, and we've shown that it's actually getting that help out the door. When the Liberals complained that we fought to get more help or we fought them to push them to do more than they would have otherwise done, what else would you expect? Of course we're going to try to push for more help. That's exactly what Canadians expect us to do. And they're right to expect that. So there's no justification for this for this selfish election other than uh, self-interest and power. He wants to have a majority, doesn't like the fact that we've been able to push him to do more and, and now wants a majority, which is a very cynical reason to have a politic, have, a, have an election in the midst of a pandemic when we're still not through this thing yet. Sent this uh, letter to the prime minister. Have you heard from Mr. Trudeau or the PMO after the, sending this letter off? No, we haven't heard anything back yet, but we've, we've been making it clear every time I get a chance that this is not, this is an unnecessary election. We are looking at a fourth wave potential and we need help to people. Let's do that work. Let's continue to deliver what people need and let's focus on Canadians instead of what Justin Trudeau seems to be focusing on, which is himself and his party. What are you anticipating having said all of this? Are you expecting an election call in the next day or two? That's what it looks like. All signs are pointing towards it. Again, it would be the wrong thing to do. Uh, we will be ready to fight an election if it's called, but I'm going to keep on saying that it's the wrong thing to do. The priority should be on people getting them the help they need and not on fighting an election where the only reason for that is for Justin Trudeau to somehow grab power. Joined by the leader of the federal NDP, Jagmeet Singh. Uh, Mr. Singh, if an election is called in the next day or two, do you think it's the pandemic and the handling thereof? Is that what will be uh, what this election will be fought on, won or lost on? I think the big question is going to be the next step forward, and how do we, how, who pays for the cost of the recovery and the cost of this pandemic? And the reason why people are worried about that is because they've seen this show before. It feels like a rerun where we go through a crisis and liberal and conservative governments have done one of two things. Either they cut the help that people need with austerity or they put the burden back on the people that are already struggling. Justin Trudeau's already started that austerity, that cut to the help by cutting the CRB that people rely on by $800 a month and clawing back GIS, which I'll remind folks is what the most vulnerable seniors rely on. He's clawing that back instead of going after the hundreds of of, of large corporations that took public money and paid out dividends to their shareholders and misused that money, we're saying there's a third option. And that third option is, let's ask the wealthiest, the super rich, to pay their fair share and invest that back into people, invest that into the future of our country. We're the only party saying we've got to tax the ultra-rich, make sure their loopholes are closed, make sure the offshore tax havens that billionaires use to hide their money are no longer available, and make sure people are contributing fairly so that we can invest in Canadians. You know, you raise, uh, I think, some very interesting uh, points and some important questions there, Mr. Singh. But we also have, uh, to counter that, over 50 million vaccines distributed, over 80 percent of the country now with at least one dose. Uh, How would you overall characterize the federal government's response? 
Well, if we were not there, I would have given Justin Trudeau a failing grade. But because we were there to get more help to people, I would say it's a passing grade. If it wasn't for us, though, there wouldn't have been the CERB at the level it was. There wouldn't have been the supports for students and for paid sick leave and the wage subsidy. And so left to their own, it would have been a failing grade. But uh, we were able to fight hard and, and make sure that it was a passing grade. Finally, we are only, I think, two years out from the last election. Do you think Canadians, do they want to return to the polls? Is there an appetite, do you believe, amongst voters for an election? Or do you think maybe an early election call, if it comes in the next day or so, could that backfire and maybe hurt the Trudeau Liberals? I think Canadians just are worried about what happens next. And their priority right now is getting through the pandemic, making sure their family is safe, making sure their kids are safe, making sure they've got a a good job to go to. And those are the concerns people are worried about. People are worried about health care. They're worried about the opioid crisis. There's, there's some real concerns people have, and they don't want an election. People want to see us work to deliver what people need. We've got two years left on our mandate. There's no reason for this election other than Justin Trudeau seeking a power grab. And, and I think that's what Canadians have expressed already. But uh, whatever happens next, I want Canadians to know, I want people to know, I'll be on your side. I'll be fighting for you. My interest is, what is going to help Canadians? What's going to help people right now? Will that be the theme of your campaign if indeed an election is called? Is that this is nothing more than a power grab and that uh, Justin Trudeau, the Liberals, the federal government, perhaps putting their own interests ahead of yours and your families, and maybe in a way turning their back on you when they should be doing work in, in Ottawa to help you and your family? Well, it's certainly going to be part of a message because it's true. Canadians expect governments to work for them not be in the business of securing the most power they can get and finding the best time to have that power, particularly in a pandemic. You know, maybe it's excusable in another time, but in this time, this difficult time when people have made so many sacrifices, it just seems really cynical and really selfish for Justin Trudeau to be calling an election when the only reason for that is, is, this, is the pursuit of power. But again, the big question is, I think it's going to be this, this question of why isn't it that Justin Trudeau is not why is he not willing to make the ultra rich pay their fair share so we can invest that back in people? That's a big question, and I think Canadians want to know why is he willing not willing to put in place a pandemic profiteering tax or make sure Amazon pays their fair share or put in a tax on the on the ultra wealthy so that they are contributing fairly, like every Canadian does. Most workers contribute their their fair share and they do it, and they expect that the ultra rich should as well. And it shouldn't be that just by being ultra rich. By being a billionaire, you get all these loopholes that don't contribute fairly. Just finally, uh, sir, I wanted to ask you about perhaps holding this election during what is or could be a fourth wave. Do you have any concerns about that uh, at all, holding a federal election right across the country during a pandemic? And is that the prudent thing to do? No, and I think one of the big reasons why we shouldn't be having this election, it is not prudent given this fourth wave concern with, with leaders that might be traveling across the country uh, that could be a risk. That could be a problem. And we're going to definitely follow the public health guidelines around that. But more importantly, people just want to know that they're, they're getting help to get through this thing. And we're not through this thing yet. We know that people need to get vaccinated. We need to get at at least uh, over 80 percent. And some people are saying as high as 90 percent fully vaccinated, meaning the two shots. We're not there yet. Uh, lots of people still don't have access to the vaccine because of various barriers. And we need to help those folks out. So there's a lot that needs to be done. And it just seems... It's not in, in the interest of people to have an election, particularly at this moment when we've gone through so much already. We should be focused on helping people move forward so we can see a brighter future. All right, Mr. Singh, appreciate this. Next time we talk, uh, maybe on the campaign trail. Thanks again. <laughs> maybe.
All right. NDP leader Jugmeet Singh with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.